Hello and welcome back to our second episode of this podcast, Beyond Tech. Uh, we are your hosts, Jessica and Shreya. And we have our second guest here today. He's business converted CS major, obsessed with Sweetwaters and finance fiend. Welcome to the show, Juno. <laughs> oh, come on. I don't know about that one. I feel like you're more finance than I am. Really? Oh. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I'm not that finance. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay, real quick. Favorite Sweetwaters drink? Favorite Sweetwaters drink? I mean, I always get the cold brew. I mean, you can't go wrong with the cold brew. Right. Like just mm. pure cold brew. Straight though. up cold brew. Nothing else. I mean, you don't want sweet drinks, especially if you go often. Mm, that is true. Yeah. I don't go often. I drink coffee for the taste. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. Mm. It's more for the mood. Is So is Sweetwater's your mood. favorite um, coffee shop on campus? What do you mean by favorite? Like, like, like the one I go to the most, the coffee I like the best? The coffee like you like the best. No. Really? Yeah, definitely not. Where do you like the best? Uh, I think the best cup of coffee I've had on campus is at Comet Coffee. They, like, rotate out, like, every week. It's really crazy. And they have some, like, really exotic coffees. Like um, in Nichols Arcade, right? Yeah, in Nichols Arcade. It tastes really good. Yeah, I, I really don't think I've had coffee as good anywhere else as Comet. I haven't tried Ruse Roast, but people talk about, like, their Wait, lobster I really go there. butter coffee. Something like that. Like, they have, like, lobster butter coffee beans. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to try that at some point. But I don't like the atmosphere in Ruse Roast. I think Sweetwaters does a good job being, like, a quintessential coffee shop. Like, they have tea also. Mm. It's more for, like, a study space, you know? That's true. Um, their Wi-Fi is pretty bad, but if you, have, uh, vibes. if you have Xfinity yeah. Wi-Fi, it's yeah. fine. I like Sweetwaters um, in Carytown. In Carytown? Not not the one by the farmer's market. I that's don't know so if that's far. Carytown, but the one that's on um, Washington. That's so far. It's nice. It's There's bigger. also no outlets. That's true. Yeah. 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 I like the vibe there. Also, I don't know the people that work there. Do you know the people? No, who I work? don't. Like the people that work in East Liberty, like they all know me at this point. Yeah, it's great. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, dang, I know a lot of people like Comet. Um, they do have very smooth coffee. Um, but my friend, she tells me that she's obsessed with like Mighty Good. They used to be on campus, but then they got replaced by Vertex. I think Vertex is fine. I, I think it's very. I okay. thought it was okay. Yeah. I've been to Vertex. Common Cup is good. I went to Mighty Good once, and I wasn't like that impressed. It was really? like a discount. It was like a discount lab. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think so, too. Yeah. I really, really like Lab. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I go, but yeah. I also think Lab is a discount literati. I've no. never been yeah. to a cafe literati. It's really nice. It. Like, yeah. I think nice. That, I think, like, the coffee there, like, it's for, like, sweet drinks. If I want a sweet drink, I'll go to literati. Unless I don't want to walk, then I'll go to Lab. But the sweet drinks at literati are definitely the one better than the ones at Lab. Okay, I've yeah. never tried the ones at Literati, but I just, I don't know. Do they come in, like, the little, like, paper cups that... No, they come in, like, the, the you know, the big mugs Okay, that, okay, that okay. Like, like I like that. The aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> when I went to Sweetwater, is like, that's the image that I, like, assigned to it. The paper cups? No, the, the like, lab cups, the yeah. ceramic ones, the yeah. mugs. Um, but when I went, they gave me, like, something in the paper cup, and I was, like, so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like the taste is different. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's mental, or do you think there's actually something about <laughs> I'm it? I'm not sure. You can I'm ask for sure. the big cups. Yeah, yeah, I realize, but I've only been there once. I didn't love so. Lab. Like, I went there, I've been there twice, mm-hmm. um, and I got, like, their lavender latte or something. Lavender? Oh, that's the, the oh, the purple one that the you like. The purple Yeah. yeah that's the no, purple the purple one, right? one is the butterfly one, the butterfly pea latte, or is that one's blue. It was purple. It was some sort of like lavender thing, and it was okay. like it was fine. I kind of like my coffee to be a bit sweeter. So oh, they do have sweeter options. You probably just got the wrong thing. Maybe I think Common Cup <laughs> is the best coffee shop on campus. Where's Common Cup? It's on Washtenaw. Washtenaw. Yeah, it's like part of a church. It's um, next to Chi Omega. Yeah, for reference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, they have really good coffee. They also like their chai. They do this mm-hmm. chai with like chocolate milk and. So it's good for, like, sweet drinks? It's good for sweet drinks. Okay. They also have good pastries, and, like, okay. the serving size is good. Would you say, like, have you tried their black coffee? I don't drink black coffee. You don't drink black coffee. So Ooh. I can speak okay. to that, but... All right, try to stick to black coffee. Mm. Yeah. I feel like every time we start, we start talking about food. Like, for our I first like episode... You, I know, it's, it's always me. Yeah. But no, you asked a question first this time. That's Favorite true. coffee shop? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah After our last episode, yeah, that yeah. we talked about food for a good like <laughs> yeah, like thirty minutes. Third, yeah, thirty minutes. Okay, then we're gonna jump straight into the deep questions. <laughs> deep. Yeah. Are you ready? Oh sure. <laughs> I guess. The enthusiasm <laughs> is just killing so me. I'm feeling it radiating <laughs> off of him. Um. But okay. So. Like, I remember you told me that you uh, grew up in a single-parent household, yeah. right? It was just your mom and yeah. your sister. Um, like, did you 
ever wish that you had like a dad or like another parent there or was that okay for you um yeah not really i don't think i missed out on anything i guess mm. or i have like a pretty positive mentality towards it uh i feel like i grew up just fine as a single parent like my mom clearly did a good job yeah because i'm in college yeah. now <laughs> um, yes yeah, very nice I n- i've never felt like i was like lacking anything mm-hmm. by not having a second parent around um or like i don't really think my situation would have changed that much right i think it was more like financial situations rather than like having like two parents and like in any case like i'm very disconnected from my family i think it, it seems kind of like a as bad as this may be it seems kind of like a blessing now because i know um especially going to college and getting like your full-time job and i have a lot of friends mm-hmm. who are really concerned and like tied down by like family and family is always like a really big part of like their decision making yeah they need to like consider like their proximity to the family they always need to go like listen to their family to make decisions and stuff like that and i've always been very independent That's i've never good. really had to like mm-hmm. consider family yeah, I can definitely mm-hmm. see that. so i don't face a lot of those stresses mm-hmm. i also know a lot of people get like stressed out over family like family fights and stuff like that yeah and i don't really face many of those in my day-to-day life either yeah i think i think at this point thinking back on it i see it as a positive that's good yeah, yeah. did oh. you ever um like wish you had someone to go to for advice or was your mom just okay for that because i feel like um like little boys and little girls they mm-hmm. usually can go to their like respective parents and ask them about like certain things but i don't know like my mom <laughs> was the one i went to all the time for like um like i guess female stuff and then my dad was always there as kind of like that supporter um, that person who would just like agree with everything I said because I'm the only girl in my family mm-hmm. other than my mom and so like my um, my dad really saw me as his like daddy's little girl <laughs> like little princess is kind of that so did you like have issues um, like talking to your mom or like oh me and my mom talk about anything and like everything really yeah my mom is very much like my friend mm-hmm. um, and I think we do a really good job making that clear I really think she did a good job instilling, like, values in me that yeah. I really like now. For example, like, in Eastern culture, it's a big thing. Like, a lot of decisions are made, like, again, like, family-centric. Yeah. Um, there's a lot in, like, keeping connected with the family. A lot of emphasis placed on, like, respecting your elders and stuff like that. And my mom has never really, like, emphasized that uh-huh. ever. She always thinks it's more important for me. Like, like I think a big thing, like, me and my mom used to talk about is respect. Yeah. Because I used to get in trouble a lot with, like, teachers at school. Because I'd always argue back to them. Right? <laughs> but my mom encouraged that. that. Yeah, yeah. I'd always argue back with them. Like, if something, if I felt like something was unfair, I'd just talk back, mm. right? And that's something my mom encouraged. Because she truly felt like respect is something that's earned. And not something that's received through some position or title. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So that's, like, one yeah. example of, like, a value that my mom instilled in me. Mm-hmm. Um, as for, like, support, I mean, growing up, I don't really feel like I had, like, a support group. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been, like, very independent. If I needed, like, information... I mean, yeah, you have the internet. Go to walk to the library. Use the internet. Whoa. Like, look stuff up. Um, my mom wishes she had a child like you. <laughs> she was like, because um, I'm the oldest in my family, and mm-hmm. she's always like, you have to do this by yourself, because your dad and I were, like, from China. We really don't know, like, anything about American culture um, and, like, college and stuff, so I, was, I had to do, like, everything by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but she always thought that I was, um, like, not taking the initiative enough, and she didn't think – oh, she always would compare me to – like other kids who are older than me who like got into this yeah, program and got into classic. that program yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the very classic Asian. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think she's definitely yeah. gotten better um like more open-minded throughout the years though so that's been good um and now i can talk to her about more things than i did like when yeah. i was younger i feel like for me like so i'm an only child mm-hmm. and kind of similar like, i'd go to my mom for more like i guess female related more like emotional things and for my dad it'd always be like career advice um and like more advice like how to live your life um and yeah it was they like they're both like so different my mom's like more creative and Mm. my dad's more like like analytical he's a professor my mom's a dance teacher oh wow and so I had yeah yeah so I like even like I had like these two like different perspectives like growing up and I felt like I could go to them like talking about these two different spheres of life and it like yeah it was nice having that um okay but did okay so like did you two feel like you had any like like any like high amount of expectation placed on you by your parents like yeah for example yeah definitely yeah i feel like that's like a really common thing but like i i think one thing i i value like now maybe not so much before is that my mom has never pushed me to like really do anything <sighs> like ever 
then like, you're very like self-driven kind yeah, of person. Yeah, I mean, I live I live like a fairly stress I live like a fairly stress-free lifestyle. Uh-huh. Um, what motivated you then as a as a child? Uh, so as a child, so I live in a community in Georgia. Um, it's called Johns Creek, Georgia. It's a very nice area. Um, but I, I lived in a fairly poor community within Johns Creek. Um, we were very poor, uh, like nearly homeless a few times at a point. Oh my God. We definitely lived off like friends for a while, mm-hmm. and you know. I didn't really, like, you know, I was too young to really understand, like, the implications of that, and I wasn't really, like, ashamed of it in any degree, but as I got older and growing up and going to schools with people so much richer and, like, going to their houses oh, and yeah. stuff, I really, saw, I really saw, like, how money impacts people's lives and, like, what really drives the world, right? And although this may be seen as, like, somewhat of a cynical view, I really, truly believe, like, at this point, good or bad, like, money is, takes a large part in running the world, and I think I really understood the value of money at a young age and i mean i guess that's been like a big motivator like throughout then Mm -hmm. um a lot of decisions i make are tailored towards like like improving or like breaking into like the like the middle to upper class right like making bigger like making bigger no no not making but like having like a big bringing like a better life for like my my like immediate family too like my mom for for example Yeah. yeah um yeah, I guess that's what drives me, like money, at the core of it, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I, I mean, when I talk to a lot of people, like, that's what I talk about, right, like money, like trying to get more and more, because that, that's what I center a lot of my decisions around, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, I mean, there are there are reasons for it, and I think I still stand by them, like, I've given them a lot of thought. I still believe that, like, if you really want to have, like, a stress-free life, you need money. No, I think I read this somewhere, I don't know, like, where or how, like, scientific it was, but I think money does bring you happiness to a certain degree, I think like maybe the the threshold is a hundred thousand dollars or something and once you pass like a hundred fifty i think like the amount of happiness that you can get from Mm -hmm. like more money like significantly decreases um i don't know how to describe this is it like economies of scale or something yeah Yeah, i've heard that too decreasing returns diminishing returns returns, right yeah, yeah yeah diminishing returns of money to bring you happiness yeah but like to a certain point so yeah it does I think if it you're like at that situation right. i think once you cross the threshold it becomes less about like your own happiness and more about like influence yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean well like the way i see it like money like what it's a means right money is ultimately a means it should be seen as a means mm-hmm. all money does is expand the amount of options you have like the amount of decisions you're able to take which basically gives you more control over your own life right mm-hmm. and once you hit like a certain threshold of like money income wealth like the amount of options you have available to you outside of that scope decreases mm-hmm um so like if you have like zero dollars right and you go to a hundred thousand dollars the amount of options you have like drastically increases Mm -hmm. but if you go from like a billion to two billion the amount of options you have doesn't really increase yeah it doesn't really matter for you at that point so i've always seen it as more just like increasing your sphere of influence on Mm -hmm. your own life yeah 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 because you need that money to like buy your necessities and stuff but once you're at like a billion like what are you going to use all that excess money for (laughs) other than i don't know like charities or whatever what would you guys do if you had like that much money billions billions of dollars (laughs) imagine i mean billions of dollars wow (laughs) i mean i can't i can't even like fathom that amount right no Um, for sure i mean like my big goal right i like i think it's really great that people are like taking measures now i know especially in like the tech field there are a lot of people Mm -hmm. or software engineers you know they get paid so much right Mm -hmm. and there's always like kind of this like balance between like how much good should i be doing in the world like Mm. how much does my work really contribute right my personal interest is in quantitative trading personally so like you know as a software engineer in quantitative trading like what what value add do i really have for reducing like the runtime of an algorithm by like five nanoseconds or something like that yes right not not much um well like life like wealth is zero sum in the world i truly believe wealth is zero sum and so if i'm getting wealth or accumulating wealth i'm ultimately taking away from someone else yes So ultimately, I, I do feel like I should give back in some sense. And I know a lot of college students now are, like, feeling the pressure of, like, oh, like, how am I going to contribute to, like, the world, right? Yeah. But I've kind of resolved to thinking that, like, I'll contribute once I have money and once I have options. That's yeah. interesting. I yeah. Think, I, think, I think one thing I really want to start is, um, like, a scholarship or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm on Michigan on a full ride. I was really lucky to be able to get a full ride to come to Michigan. So I do feel some sort of obligation to be able to provide someone else a full ride in the yes, future. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's... Yeah, I think about that a lot, too, about how I should be really focusing on, like, like I guess, like, getting to a certain platform before I think too much about, yeah, like, giving sure. back. Mm-hmm. I think just the way I am morally, though, like, I feel like 
even now I feel this like drive to like, oh, I should think more about like social good. And like, would I choose to work at say some nonprofit over some like big company? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would make those decisions now, but I, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been trying to kind of prime myself more to be like, okay, like I should just like add value to myself now and really yeah. focus on like becoming good at like whatever I'm doing, um, being so good that I get to a certain point where like what I do has more impact on people. Yeah. Yeah. I took an econ class over the summer, and um, we're kind of debating, like, capitalism and how it affects people, right? A lot of people dislike the idea of capitalism, especially now um, in this, like, political um, climate. Um, like, especially with, like, Bernie Sanders talking about how he wants, like, the United States to be some, like, socialist country or whatever, <laughs> and how, like, all these countries in Europe are doing it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but actually, if say like you you start your own company um and it slowly becomes like a corporation the amount of people that you employ um and are like providing for like for that amount of time is like as much impact as if you would just like donate a million dollars to some like random charity that you don't really know what they're going to do with that money um and even it's like that one metaphor where it's like if you like give a man a fish you can feed him for a day but if you like teach him how to fish you can feed him forever so it's like if you employ all these people and you're like teaching them to like live for themselves and to like um earn money versus like if you just like give people money they don't know like how to increase that amount and to like keep living like tech companies also they provide value in like the products they build right yeah that's why tech is such an interesting field right Mm -hmm. like google imagine imagine like life without google maps (laughs) <laughs> right i couldn't do like it smartphones, or like modern yeah. smartphones right it's it's like crazy to think about like how drastically they've like changed their lives but in like a positive way i think mm-hmm. with all the issues with like social media and stuff like that um you can't deny that it's been a net good on the world yeah like it connects like you can you can message people all across the world now yeah like mm-hmm. a click of a button right that's crazy innovation yeah. Yeah. i feel like a lot sure. of times these are really overshadowed by like hot topic issues uh-huh yeah. no like I the agree. negative effects of these things yeah like data and like social media and like data privacy and stuff privacy. like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah. yeah. it's yeah, like that a- um <laughs> one thing like the learning effect or whatever where the more information you feed an algorithm the more it knows how to like improve itself so if google didn't have like millions and billions of people searching on every day it wouldn't have as like many results as it does it wouldn't like be as fast as it is it wouldn't you know have all the capabilities it does like compare chrome to internet explorer like nobody used internet explorer so that's why it's like crappy or like even being or yahoo and stuff that's why like google is is so good to well use. i mean with like the topic of data collection i feel like it's really misunderstood yeah by a lot of people um i think you know i took a game theory class last semester and it really changed like the way i view like how people make decisions right it's Econ. a behavioral like, analysis class, yeah right? yeah so, like, from a company's perspective, right, they have no, like, they have no incentive to leak your data, right? But they have every incentive to collect your data and yeah. improve their products with it. Mm-hmm. You also have an incentive to give them your, quote-unquote, data so that they can improve their product, right? Right. Um, and, like, all companies, essentially, they do provide, like, opt-out options, right? Um, I feel like, you know, like, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk about, like, data privacy, Mm-hmm. Lately, but like, okay, I think another big topic is how like companies sell your data. Yeah, yeah. Um, like they're not selling, like your data on like a sheet, right? Mm-hmm. So someone might go to Google and say like, oh, I want to find people who are interested in Marvel movies from this radius in Ann Arbor, right? And your data might be a part of that, but I don't really think that tells someone like any more about you. Like that's what they mean when they sell data. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's a rough topic because you really don't know the extent at which like people like outside of who you know like know about you or like how much people can find about you. Um, but I don't know. I just we kind of talked about this in um, with Swetha too at the end when you left um, about how like it's kind of dumb to not be on the internet for reasons that like people will have your information and like Facebook will be like reading your messages or like saying this or that and it's just like well yeah that's true to an extent but like what are they gonna do with it because mm. it's they're not, they're not gonna read your messages right yeah like, they're not going to they have better things to do with their time mm-hmm. yeah so and it's like they're such a big company that like everyone's 
watching them so if they do mess up like there will be certain consequences you know um but yeah that's how i feel about it i did have to write um an essay for my si application about data privacy and like medicine mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's very interesting i think especially just like now and everything's like digitalized digitized well i think mm-hmm. at a certain point it goes like to that question of like how much should a tech company regulate its own platform mm-hmm. so like you know, Facebook gets slapped with a fine because they don't regulate their platform enough, right? And you really yeah. got to think about, like, to the extent of which they need to regulate their platform. Yeah. And, like, how much they need to disclose, like, they collect your data and so on and so forth, right? Yeah. What does regulation even mean? Like, what do Regulation mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh. It's the government imposing restrictions on you. Yeah, I know what regulations <laughs> are. I just, like, to, to, yeah, like you said, to the, to what extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think last year in one of my classes, we had to come up with different ways to censor what people say on Facebook because a lot of trolls on the internet and they say like offensive things. But it's really hard to come up with an algorithm that can catch things without, you know, violating freedom of speech, for example. Um, And like censoring things that actually aren't harmless. Like I think there's that one meme a couple years ago where... I forgot where, but they had this AI that had to, like, catch pornographic photos on the internet, but it kept, like, mistaking sand dunes as porn. (laughs) Did you guys hear about this? Yeah. What's that? (laughs) Like, sand. Oh, sand? Yeah. Just sand. Like, dune, like, mountains of sand. Oh, sand dunes. Yeah, because it, like, looked like like parts like the curvy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and it's like skin color you know <laughs> and yeah it just kept making that mistake and <laughs> they yeah they <laughs> just they just <laughs> had to stop doing it because they like couldn't what? find Sorry. the right things that it was supposed to target mm-hmm. what do you think about um like people who are like people like mark zuckerberg Burke, who have like this much power and wealth mm-hmm. like running for like political office i mean he can do it if he wants that's like Trump, right? I don't think there's any there. There shouldn't be any restriction against that, right? Mm. I mean, it's ultimately up to the people. Yeah, it's always been, for the most part. Yeah. yeah. If he, if they can lead, then like no matter where they're from, it's fine. But I mean, I I just feel uneasy about someone having like so much power. Like first of all, like being the CEO of a giant tech company and mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. running office. Mm. Like you know, like you you s- you can say you have power as a CEO, but like how much how much power do you really have? Like if you make like a drastic change on Facebook, like for example, like Mark Zuckerberg, like let's say Mark Zuckerberg is allowed to campaign on his own on his own platform, Facebook, right? To like unfair degrees, like yeah. he can block out everyone else's campaign. Yeah, only his mm-hmm. campaigns will show through, right? Yeah, I mean that he's not gonna be able to do that, right? He might be able to do it for a little bit, but probably people within Facebook won't do that, and that'll be regulated against anyways. Um, like I th- I think I think at the end of the day CEOs only have so much power. Yeah. It's really shareholders who have power, right? Which again turns into like the people. Yeah, that's very interesting. Growing up, um so I started managing my own finances when I was in 7th grade-ish, like 6th yeah. grade, 7th grade. Is that when you started investing in like cryptocurrency? No, I didn't invest in it. Uh okay, that was that was very lucky. So I I can talk about that for a little bit. So okay. Um yeah, with Bitcoin when so my hi- the high school I went to, right? filled with a lot of very or the elementary school middle school i went to a lot of smart people there right and you know being surrounded by so many smart people you get interested in the things they're interested in yes and one of the things they happened to be interested in at the time was cryptocurrency that's crazy so, you know i went along to i it, can't right? imagine like being in middle school and knowing what cryptocurrency is I, like i still don't know <laughs> what that is i mean at the end of the day i was just very fortunate to be hanging out with like the right group right but we got into like mining a little bit and at that time, like mining was a lot easier. Yeah, of course. Oh, like of course. You, you don't really need the insane compute power you do today. Mm-hmm. Um, and mining pools were a lot smaller. There mm-hmm. was a lot more Bitcoin out there to mine. Um, so I racked up a good amount of Bitcoin in middle school and completely forgot about it because it was worth <laughs> like 80 cents each. Yeah. yeah. It was worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Something like that, right? Um, I think around like around like s- freshman year of college, maybe senior year of high school, there was like the Bitcoin boom. Yeah. Yeah. And I found my old wallet, and I was able to sell everything about like seventeen thousand um, per Bitcoin. Holy crap! What the heck? And what? that was really lucky. Um, yeah, I was able to pay off basically all remaining debt we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big part of that was like medical. Yeah. Um, so, my I think junior year of high school, my mom got breast cancer, mm-hmm. and so we had a lot of medical costs related to that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was very lucky. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's all just like a lucky thing. Yeah. But I was able to pay off all the debts, and that's why I'm in college. <laughs> very, <laughs> yeah. Thing. Shout no, out to Obama that's for Obamacare. <laughs> that's very amazing. That really saved us, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, imagine. Like, I had smart friends in school, too, but, like, they weren't interested in that per se <laughs> yeah like i had friends on the math team and the science olympiad team. and they could do everything <laughs> right yeah oh funny story so um my mom she wanted me to do everything that my friends were doing so she's like okay you have to join math team because math is good for you and i was like but i can't do math and she's like just join it anyway so i did for the giggles um <laughs> freshman year of high school um didn't contribute anything to the team that year except go to like regionals or something and apparently like my school we'd never won this um round thing it was called candy round where we like would do all these math problems for a big bag of candy at the end and somehow we won that so that's my contribution to math team um in my four years of college wow, that's pretty cool. or not that's four years of college, college. Four years of high school high school the, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. it was just helping or not helping i did like two problems <laughs> being part of the team that won the candy round yeah no it was the same for me like my dad really wanted me to join math counts in middle really? school oh yeah so yeah. i like took the like entry like test and i got in and then i like didn't show up to the first meeting i didn't want to be there at all <laughs> they met in the mornings for us yeah. For us, it was after school. Well, we yeah. had to like, wake I, like, up at like seven and go to day. school in the oh, morning. Yeah. Oh, just, what the I heck? was like, I was not interested. And then my teacher like asked me, she was like, are you, you still want to be at this club? Because like, I could sit another person. I'm like, no, like, I'm to be on this team. And then, and then I started going, but I also like did not contribute much. And I realized it's not, not for me. Mm-hmm. So your, not your parents interested. forced you to do this? My, to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really pressured my, my you. Dad pressured me. Force, okay. I like, yeah, like it'd be, it would like. It's like good it would help for you. high school. Yeah, It'll help yeah. you. Like, you want to show that like you're involved helped? in something. Do you think it helped? I think I it being part of math team for like. I think it would have helped if I was interested and actually like put time. Yeah, in, if like, I actually like tried, tried to, if I had tried to, sure. I'm sure it would have helped me. <laughs> but I just didn't. I was not interested at all. Yeah, I did more things like oh, I did DECA. I did like. I didn't have DECA at my high school, but I hear all these people who did DECA. I'm like, that would have been so cool. It was really fun um there's like little that's a business comp- competition yeah right yeah i wish we had that yeah yeah oh, i've never done any of these my mom i joined speech team my freshman year i, I was only in that I did like lincoln douglas debate year. oh my gosh oh you did ld i did ld i did ld in high school for oh nice yeah. yeah i did for, yeah that was fun i liked yeah speech and debate was fun i oh i couldn't do debate i joined debate my sophomore year mm-hmm. and i didn't try um <laughs> try and i just i don't know debate's not interesting to me like that I was an AP Gov my sophomore year, um, and I just I I took AP World the the year before, <laughs> and everyone said AP World was much much harder, and so I was just like this class is gonna be a breeze. So then I went to the first test like not studied at all. I got a seventy on it. <laughs> <laughs> the second test I got another seventy, <laughs> and then we had a lot of like homework assignments and just other things that kind of helped push my grade up. But I was like, man, if I don't like do all in the final, I'm gonna fail this class or AK get a B. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so I, I oh like God. just studied my butt off. I got like yeah. a ninety-five, I think, and That's I, good, yeah. I did well. Yeah, I remember the first like B I got, um, and this was in a class like freshman year. Yeah. Um, I kind of like fell off the wagon, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I got a B, and I was B plus, mm-hmm. and I was so like devastated. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I was so upset. Um. Yeah, it felt like the end of the world. I was like, no, like never get into a good college. Like it's all like over for me. Um, no, my grades were never good. Like even in middle school or elementary school, I'd like always make stupid mistakes. And even in like elementary school, I was in like honors math and honors English or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wouldn't be able to like do all the homework correctly and this and that. So my grades yeah. were never good. I'd never expected yeah. straight A's. For me, it was like I was doing so well. It was like honors algebra two freshman year, and I was yes. doing so well in that class, like up to the final exam. And I like just like didn't really study for the final exam, and I forgot my calculator. <gasps> so I was just no. like I got like a D in the, on the exam. <laughs> <laughs> and so that brought me down to a B, and it was it was dumb. Um, yeah. Yeah. Were you a straight A student? Do you know? No, grades have never really been a focus in my life. I don't really know what it contributed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, cause I mean, like, obviously, in order to 
get into col- into like a decent college, you had to have like decent grades. Yeah. Like our school, um, we did a New Mexico GPA out of 100, and you okay. got seven That's points for an AP. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my freshman year GPA I made was like, like an 81. So that's like a that's like a two no that's like a three two seven right that's like a two seven GPA. Oh, out of four. Yeah, out of four. Okay. Yeah, sophomore year I got like an eighty two, something like that. I didn't really care about grades. I think junior year is when I when I finally started like, you know, putting some effort mm-hmm. into school per se. Um, I took APs finally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hit like a hundred and four oh, my okay. junior year and hundred five senior year. And I guess that's why I got into Michigan like at all. Mm. So my freshman and sophomore year grades definitely were not. Anyway, yeah. yeah yeah i definitely had like i think i freshman year was like fine except for like that one bump in the road um and then sophomore year like i kind of got my act together wow. <laughs> i did well wow and it was junior year it was the end of junior year. i think it was like ap chemistry so we had a trimester system at my high school oh cool um yeah i didn't really like it but that really? meant like we'd have our like final exams like like mid-november mm-hmm. and then like february and then again at the end of the year mm-hmm. um and i just like did i just did really badly like last semester of my junior year mm-hmm. um like ap chemistry and so i kind of dipped again mm-hmm. um but, but yeah sophomore year for me was like a very good year that was like the opposite I, for me i, I very well bombed my sophomore year because i took um two science classes um and it's normally like one science class one math class so you can like double up on certain subjects all my friends they're more like stem e people so they're doing that like it was um ap physics one and honors bio um and bio was fine for me because it's just reading i can i can read and memorize things but physics you have to like understand the concept i was tough i don't know what you're talking about i, I, did like I bio. hate bio i, I, I don't bio. like bio either i, I didn't like the like subject i didn't remember that was the thing like i thought it was literally just like memorizing yeah, reading from the text oh, that was fun. So i like physics Physics is You memorize like three equations. You can solve all of them. It's hard because like it's conceptually it's hard though. You have to know how to apply those equations. Yeah. You have to understand the problem. The first. application well, part okay, is bio, hard. You need to memorize like 400 terms and like know like where they fit. No, not That's honors like bio. That was like AP bio. I didn't take AP bio. I just, <laughs> after, like, after my sophomore year. Memorization and recall. AP yeah, I gave up on taking science classes and I just remember like almost getting B's in honors bio because I had like physics and like pre-calc to work on and then I like got B's both both semesters in physics and then my mom told me to take the AP test and I was like oh my god Uh. (laughs) I'm not gonna do this and then I went and took it I was like this is not gonna be well turns out I was right got a two on the on the AP exam and like my mom was like no (laughs) <laughs> AP exams have never gotten well for me. Really? Like, really? I've the highest I've gotten was a four in I think AP English. Oh. Like really? I don't know. Ever? I just I just don't think I like cared I just didn't put in the effort I think yeah. at the end to really yeah. like study the That's end of the like year. That's like the important part. I know it's the important part. I just like didn't <laughs> I didn't think I was like I don't even know like what I'm gonna be majoring in. I'm not even sure like most likely the school I go to won't even count take, my take yeah. this credit. So I didn't even like really try i probably should have for like ap calc bc at least because that yeah. would have gotten me out of like calc one and calc two <laughs> our uh, high school had like a really big mentality of like loading up on ap credits so college is cheaper same yeah mm. yeah we did too it was like a big like like most most kids would take ap's like outside of the class and just take the exam mm-hmm. yeah getting in yeah. yeah for lsna like they don't let you so you know we have like a bunch of distribution requirements yeah right like a t- like 21 credits uh-huh. or there are probably more uh-huh. than that um and they won't let you count like your ap credit Mm-mm. for most of them no not even like language or that's anything so annoying yeah you have to take like a language placement oh. exam i tested out of my language exam i placed into spanish 232 yeah when i took the exam they were so passive aggressive about it like they were like yeah you passed it but it was like very borderline <laughs> so we're gonna place you in this like intermediate level spanish class if you do decide to take it and i was like nah i'm out yeah. so <laughs> No, my, I don't want to have to take like Spanish two thirty two. If I do, it'll be like senior year or something like I'm gonna push it off. Um, or we can just take like a entirely new language. I, but I'd have to take four classes of that language though, because I have to reach like fourth semester proficiency in whatever language. Oh really? Exactly. So my oh. plan now is to like test out of Bengali. Okay. And so, like brush off on that and then hopefully pass that. Interesting. That's such a pain. Big, huh? Four semesters of language. Yeah, you. Yeah, it sucks. Oh yeah. God. That's, yeah, that's so if I don't years, pass Bengali, then I'm gonna be. That's why I think the engineering prereqs are better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys true. don't want to do anything like, like humanities. Yeah. I like. Or I, I, have to, I still have to take my three hundred level. <laughs> German fairy tales. Uh. Yeah, I, I'm pushing it off till my last semester. 
I guess I enjoy taking humanities and social science classes. I wish we didn't have to take so many, so many credits worth of them. And I don't like the language requirement. I wish we didn't have yeah, that at all. Yeah, terrible. Um, but it is like, s- nice to have. Do you feel like it's like useful, though? Like, I feel like, you know, like um, in LSNA, they do this so you get a good breadth of education, mm-hmm. right? Liberal arts education, yeah. yeah. Like, do you feel like, you know, as a computer science major, right? Yeah. Do you really feel like you like, benefit from it? I think because I have like prior interest in these things, okay. I enjoy having those classes when, along with my EECS courses. Um, I, like, I'm interested, like, I want to take um, some environment classes, like mm-hmm. sustainability-related courses, because I'm interested in that. I want to learn more about it. And I could do that, and it like covers like some of my requirements, which is nice. Um, I'm also interested in public policy, um, and so I would take those courses, and I think those count. Like it gives me room to explore different things, like unrelated to CS, and like knowing like my background, my interests, like that's mm-hmm. like pretty beneficial to me. And so I think like LSA is better for me than engineering, because mm-hmm. okay. I have room for that. So yeah. engineering's general elective distribution. They give you just like 60 free credits to take whatever you want in any mm. credit counts. Mm. And I really like that because mm-hmm. it lets you explore like what you enjoy without forcing you to explore what you enjoy in a like defined space mm, of classes. Yeah. yeah. So I'm taking a lot of finance classes now. They're okay. Yay. Nice. Yeah. They're pretty chill. Have you taken Aliens? No. I heard not. that class was hard. It's is my lowest like grade in college. One yeah, credit? Yeah, <laughs> 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 so one credit. One credit. Chris. It is my lowest grade in college. Really? Like period. Yeah. <laughs> is it like more work <laughs> than you expected to be? Or no. Just, okay. Like, so they have like online quizzes. Yeah. Um. It's like 80% of your grade. I didn't know they existed until like halfway through the semester. No, you oh. just <laughs> do like <laughs> half of them. Yeah, I didn't know they existed, so I just didn't do them. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I passed the class, though. That's good. It was a very low grade. <laughs> aliens. Yeah. Yeah, so aliens yeah. is my, it's a stain on my transcript. That's the same thing. <laughs> I wonder what people think like recruiters when they see my transcript, right? And they look for my grades and they see my lowest grade and they see aliens. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I wonder what goes through their head. <laughs> They're probably like something like that. They're probably like, yeah, something like that happened. Or, like, I feel like that's a good conversation yeah. starter, though. So like, uh, do you know, um, Tell me, I, I see your transcript is uh, pretty good, but uh, <laughs> what the heck is this? Aliens. I think they expect there to be some sort of story behind it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Maybe. And you can tell them. Well, I mean, companies don't even take, actually, except for Google, they take transcripts. Yeah. But companies don't even take transcripts Most of them anymore. don't take Most transcripts. Yeah. Do you like nice. finance companies do? Is that no. big in finance? No. Oh, okay. GPA, I, I thought it was just like tech. finance, but they don't like see your transcript. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, people just lie about it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> as long as you have the skills, like GP doesn't really. I mean, because you said like in high school you didn't try, and that was the reason why you didn't. Do well, well, I'd say I didn't try freshman sophomore year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then it got better, obviously. Yeah. So. Even like with Google, I've heard that they don't really care. Like they do, they might look at your transcript. Mm-hmm. I know this for like practicum. I've heard people with like below like three GPAs who've like been fine. But I guess I don't really know for SWE. Well, I don't I know how much I think, I think GPA personally is like a decent measure of effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the amount of effort you're willing to put into, like, something. <laughs> Except in Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my Ross class, my Ross elective, if you're not a 4-0 in that class, or all Ross electives, uh-huh. you're below the median. Like, you're not a 4-0, <laughs> you're below the median. That's crazy. <laughs> they get, like, the 33% of students get A-plus in my finance 408 class. That's crazy. It's yeah. like 1% in all my each class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How's the curve like in those like Ross classes, or do they even have curves? Yeah, there's definitely a curve. There's a distribution curve. So like in in your core classes, at least, um, they are mandated to put a certain amount of people in each like grade distribution. So like twenty five percent of people get A's, like fifty okay. percent of people get like B's and B pluses, and then everything below that is like C or whatever. Oh, I see. So you're like really competing with like the people. Yeah. So if you don't have a A in a Ross class, you're just like below. 25th percentile it depends some people are some classes are like 40 percent um percent yeah wow. yeah what is like so so if you have a smart class then yeah you're screwed. <laughs> yeah so one of my roommates like transferred into ross this year mm-hmm. and she's like dual ross and data science mm-hmm. um and she was talking about like the culture like shock that she felt in ross oh there's a culture shock i guess like for her it was just like she was just in like engineering classes before this and then coming <sighs> to ross she like yeah okay feels like I see like kind of like the competitive like atmosphere mm-hmm. and stuff and like mm-hmm. it's like kind of stressful but yeah do you have like any thoughts on the ross culture um i don't know a lot of people don't like that it's competitive but i feel like it's healthy in a way because it like motivates you to try in all of your classes because i know some schools they don't really push collaboration as much as ross does ross pushes like group work a lot and um like even if you are competing against people in your class you're still like helping each other out which Mm -hmm. is nice um i heard that at some schools like nyu um they 
like don't have a sense of community at all and they like literally try to sabotage each other oh, yeah, like they don't stern. even have a campus yeah <laughs> i would cry yeah, Imagine going to classes like by taking the NYU subway. I know that was like my dream school freshman year. I really, really liked Re- NYU. Me too. Yeah. I was really liked <laughs> Columbia and like NYU. I was mm-hmm. wanted to be in New York, mm-hmm. and like now, like I hearing about the NYU culture, I'm like, I just don't think I'd be happy there. No, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I, I do agree that like competition breeds better results in, on average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's like healthy competition. Yeah, yeah I think yeah to a certain to a certain degree. I, I wish we had more weeks at the end of the year. Like even one or two weeks would make it a little bit easier on all of this i do like a really long summers i feel Why? like you could because you can like do so a week or two summer. though like okay, a week or two is fine but i do like the fact that we have like roughly four month summers you Why? can do so many things with them like you can like study abroad the f- like in may you have the entire month of may and then like maybe go intern somewhere in june because mm, you don't start that is later. true you know i'm gonna you i'm like gonna contrast and say i really don't like our long summers and i wish they transfer like three or four weeks to winter break instead i don't know what i would do for a very long winter break you c- I mean, it gives so many more options. Like, if winter break is 10 days, right? Yeah. You're just going to go home and sit there, right? But with, like, a three or four-week winter break, you can go, like, have, like, a real trip with, like, your family or something, I guess. Yeah. I um, guess also, another thing is that, like, a lot of my friends from high school, right, a lot of the schools they go to, like, they finish school much later. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, when I go home at the end of spring break, or at, at the at the start of summer break, mm-hmm. I, don't, I just sit at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, it doesn't, like, coincide with other people. Yeah. Like, I know friends who literally have, like, month-long yeah. winter breaks and – I don't know. I think I do like having really long summers. Just you just can do so many things and fit things at the end or the beginning. It's nice. I, I had a lot yeah. of fun last summer. It was great. What but yeah, just the stress of like finding stuff to do is is there. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't. Speaking yeah. of, what are you doing this summer, Juno? This summer. Mm-hmm. Going to Japan. Oh yeah. That'll Ooh. be fun. Have you guys like planned that out yet? Yeah. Like the entire thing. Pretty much. Where are you going? We're going to so we're starting off in somewhere uh, in Ginza, which mm. is in Cho City. Um, it's it's a sector of Tokyo, and then we're spending a few days in Kyoto, ah. Osaka, and then we're spending the last part of it in Shinjuku near Tokyo too, because that's where I was born. So I wanted to make sure I go back there. Really? Yeah. Oh so that'll shoot! Be fun. And then we come back to Michigan, and then I'm I have one day to pack up everything, and then I'm going to Chicago for my internship. Yeah. Side town. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing in Chicago again? I'm working at a trading firm. Is it Wolverine? It's Wolverine, Wolverine. Trading, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Mike Flanagan. That's Mike Flanagan, yeah. yeah. He's also working So that'll be there. fun. Um, yeah. You know, I've never, like, really worked in a trading firm before. I've mm-hmm. seen what it's like to s- for a trading firm to work in, like, a big bank, but I've never seen how, like, a small prop shop works. And one thing I'm most excited about is the amount of autonomy they give you. Um, like, for example, like, if you work at, like, a big tech company. Yeah. Right, you're gonna do what your manager tells you to do. Yeah. Your manager gives you a task, you code it, you get it reviewed, you get it pushed, so on and so forth. Right. Mm-hmm. When you work at like a trading firm like Wolverine, um, there you don't have you don't really have like a manager per se. You have your team of software engineers, and you have like the CTO or something, right? Mm-hmm. And the traders will tell you like, oh, we need this, and you guys can independently out of the software engineers figure out like who's gonna take care of it, like who's gonna build it, and you know, um, so I got offers for two trading firms this summer. A big reason why I chose Wolverine over the other one is because for Wolverine, when you do your work there, your intern project is an actual full project that the training team would put onto like a real software engineer. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you have full ownership of it from like start to finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have mentors that are helping and everything, right? right? But it's like full autonomy. You get to do, you get to implement it however you want to do it as long as it works and it works well mm-hmm. and it passes code review, right? Yeah. At the other firm, there's a lot of pair programming. Where you'd be like staring at a screen together with like a buddy and like coding together. I don't know. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah. So I'm I'm super excited and also it's a really long internship program which I was looking for because we have awkwardly oh, long months. summers. <laughs> How long is it? <laughs> it's 14 weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or 13 weeks. Or 10, when, do you, 10 weeks, when do you start? When do you end? I start mid May and mid August. Mm. Okay. That is yeah. pretty long. So yeah, that's nice. long. That that's good. That's yeah. perfect. Yo, we should all go to summers. Lala together. Lala, you should. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's do it. We should we, get we can, like me and Mike can house, house everyone. Which is me that? and Mike can house everyone. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> or I can. Or you live too, there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 good for you. Yeah, we should go to Lala. Let's do it. But yeah, <laughs> I only have like two weeks of break in summer, like after my internship. I can go back and chill in Georgia. Georgia, yeah. That's cute. Get ready for the next year. Yeah. Do you know? Like, as of now, do you know where you'd want to end up after college? Like, not company-wise, but city-wise. Um, company-wise is fine. I'm flexible. Yeah. So, I'll really see if I like big tech or, like, small prop shop better. Um, in the summer, I'll be at Wolverine. In the fall, I'll be at Google mm. in L.A. Google. 
In L.A. Yeah, oh, right. LA. Yeah, you talked about it. I didn't want to work in Mountain View. I didn't want to go to Bay Area. <laughs> oh, why not? Uh, it's, just, it's just like a stigma, I think. I don't want to be, like, too techy. I think one thing I valued about New York is that, like, I mean, aside from, like, a lot of I – mean, it's a very dirty city. That being said, yeah. you meet a lot of interesting people, uh-huh. and not everyone is, like, a tech bro. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I think, yeah. like, you know, when I think of where I want to live, like, after college, too, like, Bay Area, I think it's, it's such, a, such a tech bubble. At least in New York, like, you'd be meeting, like, more – like people who are like doing yeah. other things. Like I want to see like diversity of diversity. like yeah. like employment. I guess. Right. Yeah. And I think LA does a better Chicago. job of that. And like way of life. Chicago. Chicago is okay too. Yeah. I'll see. I've never lived Chicago's there before, okay. so I'll see. Seattle's nice. It's like becoming Seattle, more of a tech bubble. I feel like it's really a tech bubble at this point. Probably. Yeah. I feel like it's a really big tech <laughs> and bubble. And our people are nice. Like you won't like. She's still talking about Chicago. <laughs> oh come on! Like oh, I was like, yeah. Compared <laughs> to New York, the people oh are so God. much nicer. People in New York are nice. I feel like that's like a. They don't care about you. Heavily disagree. Really? They don't they care about disagree. you. Okay. I've never met so many people that like. I mean, if some people like that, right? Like you do your thing. No yeah. one cares about you, right? You don't need to care about like what others think of you. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're, like growing up in Georgia, I really value that southern hospitality, <laughs> right? Yeah, like it's, impo- it's important, you know. Yeah. Yeah. New York doesn't have that. Chicago's mm. nice. Seattle, yeah. Seattle's good too. For I the really want to try. And <laughs> it's yeah. See yeah. It's also, like if you like nature, the gum wall is on my bucket list. I've never seen the gum wall. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the original Starbucks. Oh Starbucks. yeah, that yeah. would be cool. I think yeah. the they have like a huge um, reserve there too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your second home, <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Guess yeah. where else has a reserve? <laughs> any major city any major <laughs> yeah, I was like no 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 it's um is it no I don't think it's in any major city it's in most major cities you know what they opened up in LA recently another Dominique Ansel bakery for cronuts ah! <laughs> <laughs> you can just like ship them to ship them yeah. to you ship them. That's, yeah. you know I brought I brought donuts back from New York I know her. I've heard yeah from Spring Street in Soho New York all the way back to Ann Arbor Michigan wow. a donut Wow. Yeah, it was so good. Like, it was not fresh, but it was still really good. I'm going to try a cronut. The shelf life was like six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like ten hours later. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Are there any of those, like, outside of New York and LA? Mm-mm. Mm, there's some in Asia. Okay. Yeah, but not all of them sell the cronut. Okay. The one in, like, Soho, New York is, like, their, their like, cronut one. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited to go to LA. I think I'll end up on the West Coast eventually because I really like visiting Asia. And the flight from Atlanta to, like, mm. Korea or Japan is just too long. Mm. So oh, I, think I thought you were going to say, like, medium. California is a lot like Asia. So I'll be like, <laughs> over there. <laughs> no. California <laughs> <laughs> is not a lot like Asia. <laughs> There's a lot of Asian people. There, is, there are a lot of Asian people, yes. No, it's, really just, cool. it's just closer, you know. Turn yeah. a 13-hour flight into, like, an 8, 9-hour flight. Yeah. Everyone's hotter yeah. in California, too, I feel like. Do you really right. think so? Like, I really more think than so. the East Coast? Yeah, like, the average attractiveness of the West Coast is just a little bit higher. Interesting. What yeah. do you think about the Midwest? Mm, I saw this thing, actually. It was, like, um, <laughs> like beautiful people in the Midwest are considered cute in New York, and then those same people are considered, like, ugly in the West Coast. Wow. I think it has a lot to do with the weather, actually. We're just all depressed here. Just like, <laughs> like when it's cold, you know. Yeah. You like bundle up. You don't. And really your care. skin. You just want to hide yeah, your skin. Exactly. Like, so dry. I agree. Yeah. Stuff. It's the lack like of sunny. vitamin D like has its effects. <laughs> effects on you. Yeah, for sure. I really want to get good at surfing in the fall. <gasps> Ooh. I can't imagine you surfing at all. That's really fun. <laughs> that would be cool. I feel though. like you have this like mental image of me that you <laughs> <laughs> never see me. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't. I don't like this image you have of me. Just like I don't see you know like liking any sort of like humanity. Anything interesting. If it's not like finance or CS, it's not interesting. It's like the mental finance image you have of like me. That's it. Like that's <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's funny. Like I'll stop stereotyping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Surfing would be really cool. I have cool. interests. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. I would be so terrified of surfing. But I would what try if you it. Fall, you fall into the water. I would fall into the water and then I that's don't know fine. what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. You need to go so far too. You like if you fell. What if you could just get like washed away? I know. The, that's the waves the scariest thing about yeah. like being in the ocean is if you get pulled into the nothingness. And then you can't Into the nothingness. Yeah, into the nothingness. You can't save yourself and then you're just Yeah. Drowned. And right, what's life without risks? Yeah. <laughs> Hoping it's not too hard. I used to skateboard quite a bit, so mm. hopefully surfboarding will. I be could see you skateboarding. 
Why? That's something that like a lion suggests. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like I'm telling you way too much. I do want to learn how to skateboard though. I'm too scared. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. It would be fun. I it's d- really oh, inefficient. I like start inefficient? Skateboarding, yeah. Oh, yeah. As a way to get places. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's so restrictive. It's just fun to like... Really? Yes. How? Try it. I mean, what? Just try it. Okay, but the the problem is I can't... I don't know how to skateboard. You learn. I can't. It's, it's Why can you not? I have, no, you? I have no center of balance. I can't stand <laughs> up straight. You get better at it. Like, yeah, you get better at it. Right? It's, it's fine. just time. I want to start, like, riding my bike again. Like, it's been years <laughs> since I've, like... Rode a bike? Rode my b- yeah. I've never rode a bike. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about I've this at our meeting. Bike. Yeah. Would you want to learn? I, th- I don't think it'd be too hard. Yeah. yeah. It's not it's hard. Bike, right? Yeah. I think during... I had an on-site with this one company, and one of the guys was asking me, like, if I had... Like, if I would like to go biking with them at a certain point. I was like, oh, I don't... I've actually never rode a bike before. He got my resume, just drew a massive bike on it, and just wrote an X over it. It's like, I'll remember this. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny <laughs> but i guess it's an essential life skill to learn <laughs> i guess so yeah okay. especially like the west coast i feel like you'd see a lot of people like getting biking. by with biking. yeah i've always just ran everywhere yeah you know we have legs yeah yeah biking is fun yeah. oh i feel like i <laughs> <laughs> this girl looks the one thing so the good. one cardio exercise i hate is running really really running is and climbing stairs running. Climbing stairs and running. You should run the 5K with us. Oh, no, yeah. No, thank you. Why not? I can't run. I can't run and I'm who? doing it. Everyone can run. Well, no, yeah. I can't. You can train. It'll no, train. I don't want to. Just work out. No. <laughs> no. Whoa. <laughs> is, I really enjoy running. That's probably like my favorite form of exercise. Uh-uh. It's too boring for me. You're just like doing the same thing and you're like saying the same thing. Like running on a treadmill is the worst thing ever. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> they have run treadmills outside. now where you can do like a virtual run. Like on the monitor, you'll be in like a mountain range. <laughs> you can run through. That's perfect. No, exactly. That's no, so that's it'll be like so a 4D boring. experience. So like, <laughs> it'll start raining on yeah, you. Yeah, I went to Taiwan two years ago, and everything is built vertically because they don't have like area. Yeah. They don't have land space, so a lot of the buildings that would be in would be like four or five floors, and we're in like the poor areas of Taiwan too. They wouldn't have elevators, so we'd have to walk up like four or five flights of stairs every day yeah and i could not do that and my entire team <laughs> just made fun of me every <laughs> single day Dude, you know it's the same like when i visit my grandparents in india it's the same it's like an old apartment building mm-hmm. and there are no elevators so like my grandma's apartment is on the sixth floor the very top floor yes. of the building so i have to every single time i yes. have to climb these stairs and i feel like i was like so fit whenever i go to india like i'm always pretty healthy <laughs> just because i have to do so much walking and exercise but then like my like grandparents like feed me a lot mm-hmm. oh so yeah it, like, balances out mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i think it's needed i agree yeah i think cardio does a good job helping you like learn to turn your brain off yeah it's Man. fun damn we have so much i feel like already i'm like college is gonna go by so quickly but we are not even halfway done yeah. you're not no right <laughs> we have so much left honestly i kind of don't want it to end Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like the college experience. I didn't think that I would when I came. Because Michigan, like, when I visited the campus, I was like, oh, my God, it's so ugly. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> enjoy my time here. And everyone here is already from Michigan. Now they already have their friends. But the more I'm here, the more I'm enjoying myself, the less I want to go <laughs> into the real world. I know. The real world. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. What does that mean, like, the real world? Like, what do you what do? You do? Okay, like, what don't you do now that you would do, like, in the real world? <laughs> Taxes. <laughs> just, just taxes. <laughs> hey, taxes are really easy. Have a real, have a real job. Have a job. So how does like how is a real job that much different than like what you do at school? Like, what makes it harder? Mm, you don't have as much personal time. I feel like as of really, mm-hmm. I would heavily disagree with that. Really? Yeah. I think the big thing people like about going from college to their full time job. So that once you go to your full-time job, you work your hours and you don't think about it outside of those work hours, mm. right? At school, really? oh, yeah. outside like of your classes, you're still, you're still thinking about, about school. Like everything yeah. is still around I school, right? I you can still think about work like outside your working hours. I mean, like you can. You don't have to, though. Right? At school, you have to. I feel like you're incur- in some co- like companies, maybe you're like encouraged to like stay over and like work at home, bring your work home with you, whatever. I don't think many tech companies do that. Maybe other fields. Finance. <laughs> Well, finance, they just work at the office. <laughs> they stay there until, like, 1 a.m. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it's Sad. Like, tech specifically, like, like you work your 10 to 4 and you go home mm. and just do whatever. And you earn, like, freaking, oh, my gosh. Yeah, my salary. tech friends are earning so much in the summer. Mm-hmm. 
like as a freshman i know someone who did like went to bank of america as like a tech intern or whatever and he was earning like 30 bucks an hour and i was like bruh (laughs) what is this i mean this is why you do tech i guess it's boring though i hate cs yeah yeah i hate cs is it because just because it's boring it's yeah i mean it there's a lot that comes with doing like computer science that i don't enjoy like actually programming i hate programming it's very tedious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's very tedious. I agree. And when you're, I don't know, I just feel like when you're stuck on something, oh, you yeah. can't, like, <laughs> look it up. Like, how do you write this? You just have to, like, figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, you're just stuck. Oh, it's so, stuff. it's so frustrating. Okay, so, like, the last, the, for context, the last four days. So, I'm working on two projects concurrently. At the same yeah. Uh, it's 42 project, 43 project. Yeah. Last four days, probably put in about six hours a day into each project. I'm missing, like, three test cases on each project. Mm-hmm. Well, only three, right? It's, like, the last few. I spent so much time trying to figure out the last three cases yeah. for mm-hmm. each project, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No progress. Like, 24 hours spent in, like, the last four days. No progress whatsoever. This morning, actually, right before this, like, this morning, I saw both of it in, like, 30 minutes, and I hate <laughs> that. Like, I absolutely hate that. Yeah. It's, like, this one little thing I forgot to check. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. That's what I hate about CS. Yeah. The time it's like, like spent on projects details. is so like variable. And like, <laughs> you really don't know how much, if you're going to spend like five hours or like an hour on something. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's advantageous for people who are like smart <laughs> and, can yeah. figure it out and can do the you work. You say right? that like you're not smart. I mean, smart is subjective. That is. Uh, well. Well, what do you, you think smart means? Actually, I had this conversation with a few pledges. Like, what do you think smart means? Okay, so like for context, like I don't view smart as a compliment. Mm interesting yeah i don't know so you think it's like a it's like <laughs> but you like don't talk to dumb people i didn't say that <laughs> yeah, so i put did. that in overheard <laughs> i didn't agree with that either but you don't t- <laughs> i didn't disagree with that i didn't agree with it my stance <laughs> no, on it will stay neutral like <laughs> if you understand you things quickly and you can like apply them quickly mm-hmm. for me i've always struggled with that um so like math as an example like it takes me so long to just understand the concepts mm-hmm. and then another like millennium to learn how to apply them in so a that's way. your definition of smart yeah like I being guess. able to learn that right? yeah learn, like, learn quickly, quickly. And, and apply them quickly so what about something like being able to memorize like 300 things very quickly and then just spit it out like is that smart Mm. Is that not like a type of intelligence? For personally, for me, that's something I'm very bad at. I, I can't remember. That's stuff. a type of intelligence, right? Smart encompasses so much. It's I don't know intelligence. Like memorization is another skill. I feel like I just I don't know memory. And yeah, memory. It goes into what like smart Smartest. is, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like physical intelligence, right? Social intelligence, emotional intelligence. It's just. So much that goes into the word smart that I don't like using it as a blanket term, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think like in our society, we think of smart as like one like specific thing, like someone who's yeah. like super intelligent, one good at math and science, person. right? Yeah. And it's like that's why I, I that word like bothers me too. When people like mm-hmm. say, "Oh, they're so smart," it's usually like the same type of person that they're referring to. Mm-hmm. But there's so many other forms of intelligence, and that I feel like we don't really. Or if you're like good about. at something. Like yeah, if you yeah. do well in something, yeah. But I do like I. I'd say, like, I agree with your def- general definition of just being able to learn quickly, like, applying, mm-hmm. like, what you learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. like, necessarily agree with the definition of smart. I think I think wow. you can't really characterize smart like that. Mm. Like, I think everyone, um, so, like, there's this, there's this concept. When I took AP Psych, I learned about this concept of, like, Gardner's seven intelligences. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, I remember um, that. Like, there's a lot of categories of smart, right? And I don't think seven is enough to characterize all of them. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, to a degree, everyone is smart in some category, right? It's like a spec sheet, right? Yeah. Everyone has, like, some level of, like, everything right some people may be like i'm I'm really bad like the two i'm really bad at is art and memorization and i know that like straight out i'm really bad at art and memorization but other people are great at that and not as good as like uh, as good at math right does that make them like any less smarter like there are people um this is one complaint i have right there are people like in ktp that will like invalidate like opinions i have saying like i wouldn't understand because i'm like smart or whatever uh, for example like like what to do in like a class like how the best way to approach a class or like what classes to take together and that kind of annoys me <laughs> mm. yeah because I, I don't again i don't view smart as a compliment right i okay. think it's just straight up like a fact like you're either smart in these categories or you're smart in these categories or like maybe it's unfortunate but you're not <laughs> in any categories yeah. although i've never met anyone that's like not smart in any categories mm-hmm. um that's not true <laughs> at all like, that's <laughs> put your hand down <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's why <laughs> <I, I, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Before I interrupted you, what were you going to say? No, no, no. I was, I was <laughs> finishing up. It's just the concept is smart. I feel like I wish like some people like people would like stop using it as like a blanket term. Yeah. Uh, over the summer, my manager um, at Barclay, she really, she really stressed to me, like as a manager, she really stressed to me the importance of understanding like behavioral fl- frameworks. So like being able to understand a lot of frameworks on like how to classify people, for example, like 16 personalities, mm. um, Myers-Briggs, or like, or like figuring out, like there's another chart of like how, how like, um, God, what's the word? How like confrontational are you? Um, and it's like a, it's like a 2D graph. On the x-axis, it's like how confrontational you are. And on the y-axis, there's there's like another thing. But it's like basically another framework to like classify people as, mm-hmm. right? Or like how their personality is. And like she says like the most effective way she's able to manage is to type everyone into like these types of frameworks. Uh-huh. And then at that point, she now knows how best to deal with them. And like what they best res- respond to, um, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's like a, that's probably like the biggest thing I learned last summer. Uh-huh. Um, not really like the work itself, but like mm-hmm. like really, really looking into like these behavioral frameworks and like applying that to my life has been like pretty impactful. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know how to deal with people, like, better now. Nice, yeah. yeah. It kind of makes it a little bit algorithmic, but if... I, don't I mean, if like you want to go through the thing. work, yeah. Do you want to talk about some of the frameworks? Yeah. Some, uh, some of the frameworks? Yeah. I mean, 16 personalities is a big one, of course. I really believe in 16 personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's that one's pretty good, too. The Enneagram. one Enneagram, Enneagram, yeah. Enneagram. Okay, so... Um, okay, so I think... I think everyone fits into, like, this 2D graph of, like, confidence and competence. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think everyone fits into the graph of confidence and competence. Um, that's like another framework. Like uh, like confidence is on the x-axis and competence is on the y-axis. And different types of fit people like fit in different places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For example, like someone with like, like someone with like high competence but low confidence is someone you'd need really really need to work with to like figure out like how they can best bring value, right? But someone that's like high, high confidence, low competence, is like a problem. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, we all know some of those people. <laughs> <laughs> what if you uh, neither like <laughs> low confidence and low confidence? That's just really sad. sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like another one. Um, like on the x-axis, there's like mm-hmm. realist, um, romantist. Mm. Um, on the y-axis, yeah. there's like optimist, pessimist. Okay. So you could be yeah. like a romantic, but you could also be like a pessimist. I think I'm a romantic pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, I I personally classify myself as a realistic optimist <laughs> we're opposites yeah <laughs> we're I think completely I'm a, opposite i'm probably romantic optimist optimist i think yeah. you're an optimist yeah yeah you're definitely pissed yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i'm an optimist <laughs> yeah but like it's yeah. interesting because like according to like the enneagram or like 16 personalities like we have pretty similar traits right like according to other frameworks we're like completely different mm-hmm. so it's 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 important to have like a lot of these tools yeah yeah to be more holistic, yeah. If yeah. you can't just only rely on the sixteen personalities, yeah. Oh, and there's also like non-personality frameworks that you can um, look at, like your forgiveness language or like your love oh, language. Oh, love language. Forgiveness language. Have yeah, you guys I taken the love language test? Yeah, I yeah. have. Yeah. What are your tops? Um, quality time. Uh-huh. And then, I think the other one was it was like quality time and like gift giving or something like that. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm I wouldn't. Okay. What? Okay. What? No, Does I that not fit into your generalization of me? Gina says something because no, I feel like um, a lot of people kind of bash on gift giving and think it's like a very materialistic no. way of. I mean, thinking. that's fine. Like for me, like I thought about it, right? Like growing up, money was a problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like for someone to put monetary, co- like monetary obligation, not obligation, but like monetary contribution towards me, to me says a lot. Right? Yeah. Because mm. money's important. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For you, that makes yeah. sense. I think for me, top was words. Mm-hmm. Um, my bottom was words of affirmation. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was words of affirmation and I think quality time. Me too. And gifts was somewhere up there. I, I think forgot the f- what the five of them are. It's um, words of affirmation, quality time, gift giving, acts of service, and physical touch. Physical oh. touch was bottom really? for me. Really? Yeah. It was, I forget where physical touch was for me. Yeah. It wasn't the bottom was third for me. Acts of third, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think acts was third for me as well. I have your top two and then... What a gift giving is like fourth or something. Yeah, gift giving is important. Yeah, I like, I like financial. It's like the, it's like the, it's like the most like quantitative like way to measure. I don't know. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I haven't taken it in a long time. It might have switched because I feel mm. like I I do appreciate gifts now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> did you like the cronut? I did. I like put it everywhere. I was like, oh my god, my friend got me this cronut. Like, look <laughs> at me. I have the best friends. <laughs> was it on? Did you put it on your story for on your Insta? I put it on my food Instagram. I put it on my story. I put mm-hmm. it on my food Instagram story. <laughs> um, I didn't know it was that big of a deal. <laughs> Getting a cronut? Or yeah. like, oh, yeah. just a cronut in general. Honestly, I, I feel like talking about it now, gift giving might be a little bit. <laughs> 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 As time goes on, it she gets more. <laughs> 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 it probably <laughs> tastes <laughs> amazing. It was, it was really good. Just very we always come back to this Corona, but it was really yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's on like one just of my food like bucket list. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like you put in so much time and you woke up so early for it and you brought it from so far I away. did. I woke up. I, my hotel was in Flushing. Yeah. I went from Flushing. I took the subway. I took, I took the, yeah, I took the train, then the subway to Spring Street, picked it up. Trained back to Penn Station, take a bus to LaGuardia. And LaGuardia is like a two minute Uber from my hotel. <laughs> wow. See, or maybe maybe I was more touched by the fact that you did all of that instead of like the, the actual. I think it was my <laughs> corona. I'm pretty sure it was my corona. If it was like a bad corona, Jessica would be like. You want to think about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Being exposed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is one thing like I'm in the tech industry like or tech world that you feel like everyone should know about or at least have some like knowledge of? One thing in the tech world? Yeah, something related to tech. Or like a personal project that you're working on or something. I'm working on. I quit all my personal projects. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't think they give that much value out anymore. Mm-hmm. Unless I have like a truly inspiring idea that can actually like make a difference, mm-hmm. which one in a trillion so <laughs> no <laughs> okay uh one thing about like the tech world i there's more of the tech than software engineering obviously yes telling all you ktp people <laughs> there's a lot oh, more we've got some like aspiring pms oh wait, there's more to tech than pm and software okay. engineering. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many roles i feel like people don't talk about right um uh, so i help a lot of people with their like recruitment search and like career help mm-hmm. um outside of ktp too uh, just independently and i think a big focus i put on is like matching skill sets and interests to jobs mm. for example like a sales engineer right well who's in the ktp is going to talk about sales engineering right but for a lot of people it's a great like career path they yeah. just don't know it mm. yeah. yeah yeah so like like tech is tech is wider than like coding tech is wider than google facebook and amazon yeah it's like you, you gotta like like go search for it <laughs> or true. ask yeah 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 i don't really know about sales engineering yeah like sales engineering right? <laughs> it pays well too yeah. Yeah. People just don't know that. That's what we did at Cisco. I did tech sales. Yes. Mm. Oh, basically the same thing. Yeah. It was my job to when we were pitching or something or like selling something. It was my job to answer like engineers' questions. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you clearly gotta like know the tech well. Yeah. yeah. But sure. you don't code any of it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was great for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's more. Yeah. It's customer facing, which a lot of people like, right? Customer facing. A lot of person to person contact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still in the tech field, you still understand the tech, and you understand what goes inside it. Yeah. But you don't need to code it. Mm-hmm. And that's the part I hate. That's yeah. I hate coding it. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good job for yeah. you. Okay, so I think we're gonna have to conclude this session, but yeah, it was it's been really long. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about like all these things. It's been very informative. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> <He's> so hungry. <laughs> I hope you come back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Anytime. Dude, we should have like a mukbang. We should. Yeah. yeah. And we should mukbang. Upload that. Like. Hey, I want to come on here with Shashank sometime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, for sure. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sure. Signing off. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>